Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Griefcast with me, Carrie Adloyd. How do we grieve for someone? How does it change and evolve as we get older? My dad died when I was 15 and it took me many, many years to be able to express what I had gone through. So I decided to create Griefcast, a chance to talk, share and laugh about the weirdness of grief and death. But with comedians, so it's not that depressing, I promise. Each time I talk to a different comedian about their own personal experience of grief as we remember someone that they have lost along the way. Whether it was a long time ago or you've just joined the club, this is a chance to talk about the peculiar human process of death. Welcome to Griefcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey Griefsters, hope you're having an okay week. Just a reminder, we have a Griefcast live this Sunday, the 15th of September, 7 o'clock at King's Place, which is in King's Cross in London, as part of the London Podcast Festival. Um, May I ask a favour, even if you can't come, would you mind spreading the word, tweeting about it, or or telling someone you know who lives in London and is looking for something to do this Sunday? I'll be joined by Tom Parry, Jenny Bede, Kima Bob, you might not have heard of them, but they are brilliant stand-up comedians, all absolutely hilarious, and I cannot wait to have some cheery chats about death with them head to the king's place website for more information if you can't find us some of you have been messaging me you can't find us just search Griefcast on the king's place website and it should come up and i will tweet about it again as well so have a look on our twitter if you want the link this week i'm talking to writer joel golby Joel has written for Vice, for The Guardian, for Heat magazine. He is a very, very hilarious writer whose work I've been aware of for some time. And he's also the author of his new book, Brilliant, 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 Brilliant. Five brilliants. Joel came in to talk to me about his dad, who died when he was 15, and his mum, who died 10 years later when Joel was just 25. Welcome to Griefcast. I'm here today with writer Joel Golby, who is the author of the... How many brilliance does it? I'm just looking at it because I wanted it's to double-check. It's five. It's really hard brilliant, to brilliant, say. Brilliant, it's brilliant, an brilliant, arse brilliant. to say. It's an arse to say. Yeah. I but it is brilliant. I didn't, it, obviously, yeah, but I didn't realise how annoying the title of my book is to 
A, say out loud, and B, fucking write when you're <laughs> writing it down. Uh, yeah. Really. And, and also with the, the, the fun thing I was doing with the commas. So it's brilliant comma, brilliant comma, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, I hadn't even noticed that. Yeah, so, like, that's erratic. Yeah. It's, it's a bit like, you know, when you have to say, uh, spell your name over the phone? Yes. You must get yes, that a lot. Yes, all the time. So Do you get like, Golby? I bet you have to Yeah, Golby is like, no one's heard Golby. That's a wacky surname. I'd be so. like, like Dolby, but with a G. Yeah, I do try that, but then everyone's like, what's Dolby? And then you, uh, oh, it's a God, surround sound, that's what it is. It's, yeah, it's, um, so, yeah, it's um, an irritating book title, but... A great book. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's brilliant. It's absolutely. It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I knew you're writing anyway, so because mm. you used to write for Vice. Mm-hmm. That's why, isn't it? Sorry, I'm, I'm always questioning myself. No. What else did you used to write for? Lots of online things. I've I've written like Vice is is been my main thing that's how people know me and then I've done Guardian stuff yeah, and then yeah. I used to work for Heat magazine as well oh yeah that was it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so I've been so, about yeah, for ages I knew you were writing beforehand and there's that thing when especially actually Heat magazine is quite a good example you know sometimes like you find something funny and you don't you think it's the magazine or something like that, and then you're like, "Oh, it's the same person writing yeah. all those things." Yeah. That's why I like that. When you keep noticing the name, yeah. you scroll up. And you're like, Who yeah. is this again? Yeah, and you're yeah. Like, oh, again. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I was very excited that mm. you um, had written a book, and it's brilliant. It's a collection of essays. Yes. Which touches on. Don't worry, griefers. There's, there's a little bit of grief in there for you. There's <laughs> death. Don't you worry. <laughs> don't about Don't you that. worry. But um, yeah, it goes over so <coughs> much stuff. It's. Yeah, and I like the subtitle is Modern Life as Interpreted by Someone Who is Reasonably Bad at Living It. Yeah. That's very good. I like that. But also long and irritating to say. <laughs> Just to, yeah. We were like, how can we make the title worse to say and type? And we found a way to do it somehow. <laughs> long titles are very fashionable now, aren't they? Yeah, they yeah, are. Like... But like on all the listings, it like runs out of room. That's uh, how long yeah. it is. I mean, I'm an overwriter anyway. That's, <laughs> that's how I go. How are you? Do more and yeah. then edit down. No, I never no, just... read it down. I just, <laughs> I just go like, well, yes, listen, here's what I've written. It's your problem now. Oh, oh that's nice. Yeah. I always feel really bad for overwrite. I overwrite and I always feel really bad. Like, it's... Own it. Own it. Own it. I'm going to. You made just me feel better it. about it. Yeah. So I always feel like, oh, I should have edited this better somehow. No, no. That's not They're lucky it. to get the 50 extra words <laughs> <laughs> for free. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of I course get really overwrite. angry with word counts, actually. That's why I like podcasts, because podcast is almost like the anti-workout. It can be whatever length it is. Yeah, exactly. And I really hate it when someone's like, the program's 29 minutes, so your script needs to... And I think, fuck, it is, that story isn't 29 it's minutes. It's as long as it needs it's to be. As long as it needs to be, yeah. Absolutely. So, Joel, who are we remembering today? The two uh, people who made me. And what are their names? Oh, uh, Tony was my dad. And Hazel was was my mother. I love that name, Hazel. It is a good one. I love isn't it? it. We had a Hazel recently. I really love Hazel. Just any name with a, a Z in the mm, middle. Just yeah. sort of Oh, H. Mm, bit boring. <laughs> a. Whatever. Hello. <laughs> And then, and then back, bring it back down again. Yeah, down to, it's not too, it's not brag. No. It's flashy. No, it's exactly. Just it's just a little. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony and Hazel, your mum and dad, and uh, which one of them died first? So my dad died when I was uh, 15. First Snap. go. Yes. Snap. In yeah, the 15 exactly. club. Yeah. The 15ers. Yeah. And then uh, mum when I was 25. <sighs> that just, I really, I hope it's not irritating. It probably is. But I really feel for you because to lose your mum 10 years after your dad at 15, fucking hell. Yeah, it was, um, it was unideal. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's how I feel just because... 
oh yeah it's just to be so young again I mean, and obviously it's common I get emails from people all the time saying yeah. you know that thing so what did um, let's go right back so let's yeah wind um, it back let's wind it back uh, what happened to Tony how did he die how did your dad die so I should start off by saying I've never talked about this wow. at all okay so I've, so I've written about it in the yeah book yeah I, I've written about it a couple of times but I realised when I knew I was coming here, like, I think yesterday I was just like, okay, let's think about the death again very briefly just to make sure I'm, you know, uh, refreshed and ready <laughs> to talk about it, to chat about it. And then I was like, fuck, I have never talked about it. Like, I, I um, actually, the first article I ever wrote about um, my parents, which actually kind of was the article that put me on the map, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah. A lot of my friends literally did not know that about me. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you just hadn't... Had you joked about it or just always avoided nah. the topic? I just kind of... At one point, I think I think with my dad dying when I was 15, it became a part of my identity the same way, like, being right-handed is. Yeah, yeah. Or... You know, I get that, I'm, yeah. I'm, you can't hear it, but I'm quite tall. And, <laughs> like, that's just... People will say it to me and I'll remember. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, sorry, I am oh, quite tall. Yeah, people say all the time, you're really short to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, I shit. guess I am, yeah. I forgot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just kind of cope because I, I just adjust how much I reach for cabinets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I over get, it. I but get yeah, a stall and it's fine. This is new information yeah. to you. I understand. <laughs> Enjoy it. And it's a bit like that with my parents. I'm just like, oh, shit, yeah, not everyone's parents are... <laughs> are dead yeah, yeah. <laughs> like both of them I find that weird as well whenever I when I meet people who are like um, in their 30s yeah. and they're like both their parents are alive now or like they're, or, they're, oh. or they say things like oh I haven't really experienced a death and I think Oh, right. Yeah, that's wacky to me. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird to me. I think they're weird, <coughs> yeah. which I like because for so long I thought I was this weird person that, like, you know, this had happened to me and doing the show makes me go, oh, no, <laughs> you're quite normal, actually. Oh, it's nice to have a table. Yeah, so nice. So be nice. like, no, you're the weirdo <laughs> you're with the your weirdo. two parents. <laughs> with all your life people. Enjoy that. I know, I find it, I do find it strange. And then you have to be nice because you think, oh, I didn't like it when people made me feel weird. But here am I being like, oh, it's a bit weird that no one's died in your family. Like, no, I, I make them feel <laughs> bad for it so what did was Tony do you, was he ill was it no 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 um, he so my dad was an alcoholic right. so that was uh, sort of part of well part of him so yeah. me being tall and uh, an orphan is yeah. part of me so you know when I was growing up that that sort of marked our family like that that was part of the mood at home mm. and so when I when I was about I think 12, 13 or something. My parents split up and he moved out um, because he just could not stop drinking cider. And then essentially in those in those two years, he, you know, he, he didn't have any anchor. He didn't have any sort of family base mm. or anything like that. And because because he was left to his own devices, he, he spiralled. Yeah. And, and that is what, led to his death so he he died of like um oh, like oh i forget the word basically his liver was too fat right okay and then he died <laughs> okay because his liver was fat you know yeah, yeah proper alcoholic yeah, way yeah, to go yeah. that's not cirrhosis of the liver then oh yeah oh, cirrhosis. i was yeah, like yeah, is yeah. that what that is there we go great yeah okay. 10 points <laughs> um so yeah he just he he wasn't ill it it wasn't like he called up and was like oh 
my liver hurts today. Is yeah. that bad? It was nothing <laughs> like that. It was, and that was actually what was, I, I, I was going to say what was quite difficult. I think your dad dying is difficult. It's like, That's oh no, base let's play it on easy yeah. mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your dad's dead. That oh, was fine. fine. How was... did he go? Oh, cool. <laughs> so yeah, no, it, it was, it was just, it was out of nowhere. It was just like, oh, he's dead now. It was just like, boom. It wasn't sickness. It wasn't descent. It wasn't expected. It was, there were no warnings. No one was like, if your dad keeps going like this, he's going to die. It was just like the 1am phone call. Boom. Because that's that funny. We always talk about that. What the idea of film narratives does to you. And there is that film Mm. narrative, you know, with death, you're going to get your last word. You don't. And there is that film narrative with alcoholism that, you know, they spiral and people say, you can yeah. stop. And they go, no, I'm not going to stop. I'm and not going to stop. You know what? <laughs> fuck, fuck this and fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm going to drink. I'm going to drink. And there's no uh, there's no background music that yeah. hints at anything. No, yeah, yeah. To like make you ready. Like, oh, that That's what I like dodgy. in films. You're like, oh, that was a somber note. <laughs> Hello. Watch I out for this. I love that because I always think, oh, someone's going to die. Uh-oh. And then I'm prepped. Yeah. I don't like it if they don't give me any warning. No. I, just, I need to know. Oh. It's triggering, guys. And it's the same in real life. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Give me the music. Yeah. So were you um, were you just at home? Did your mum like sort of wake you up and tell you? It was one of those weird, uh, both times, uh, both times, every time my parent has died. <laughs> so uh, it, it was a phone call, but I knew because mm. it, it was a 1am phone call, which you you, you always go like, oh, oh this, what's this, happened? Isn't, this isn't going to be good. No, it's not. No you one calling you at 1am is like, you all right? No, yeah, I just wanted to chat. <laughs> what's up? It's like, yeah. no, nah, it's a bad one. And uh, I, I, quite, I quite vividly remember that I was just, in bed mm. which is where I tended to be <laughs> as a 15 year old at 1am I was just tucked up in bed and uh, yeah I I remember like the hallway light because it was really I think we put the wrong bulb in it was too warm so it was really yellow oh yeah yeah so you know when it's you know yeah you I know. know I do know because I hate putting the wrong bulb in it's so annoying it's like well I'm you not taking it out you can't out. take it down it's just going to stay there till I'm it goes I'm not going to get the ladder out again yeah, until yeah. that pings it's going to be too <laughs> yellow so we had a yellow light bulb in and it was too yellow and I just the hallway light was on at 1am and the phone had rung and I kind of heard that and I sort of you know I was like oh what's going on and then you you know you can hear someone like three rooms away having yeah. a conversation, and you hear hear the noises through the wall, and it was going on for a bit longer than what I would I would expect my mum to answer the phone and be like, "It's one what the fuck? It's one a.m. <laughs> yeah. Call me in the morning." But the fact that it the conversation went on a little longer, it was my my sister on the other end, and um, yeah, the fact that that was going on for a while alerted me yeah so i was like okay well the hallway lights on mum's on the phone it's 1am something's going on and then i just knew yeah i knew and that was weird and then yeah she she um she did she didn't like go like oh you've probably figured it out but your dad's dead like <laughs> yeah. she came upstairs and was like yeah she went like she sat on the edge of my bed and was like you know uh joe she called me joe which isn't my name it was a family thing. She never got out of that habit. Uh, but, you know, now she's dead and she stopped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she was like, yeah, your, your, your dad's dead. And then, and then I just sort of sat up and cried. And then we um, played cards all night, played a bit of rummy and stuff all like that. All night? Yeah. 
It's hard. You don't just sleep it no, off, do you? you can't go back to bed, can you? It's too fucking weird and mad. Yeah, we just we just sort of played cards in silence all night. There was there was no sort of. Um... Did your sister join you? So she's older. Yeah. So my sister's fourteen years older, but she lived in London at the time, right, okay. which uh, is not where I'm from. So uh, no, she didn't join us for. I think she came up the next day or yeah. a couple of days later. But uh, no, so it, we stayed up and then we were like, uh, well, you know, let's call it in. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know what? I didn't have to do anything. I was 15. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have to do shit. It was great. I got six weeks off school. Six wow. weeks. Six weeks? I didn't get bloody six weeks off school. We should have asked for it. <laughs> I had to do my, I was like two weeks before my GCSEs. Ooh. So then everyone was just like, oh, do you, what do you want to do? I remember just thinking, well, I don't want to do them next year. I'll yeah. just do them now. Like You don't want to be the freak who's still taking those classes. Well, I just also like fucking, get my, my dream, my dream the whole of school was like, they promised once you did your GCSE maths, you wouldn't have to do it again. Yeah. So I was like, I kind of just, I can see it guys, I'm going to do this maths, I'll never have to do it again. <laughs> I'm getting to A levels and do creative <laughs> topics. So I was like, I'll do it so I don't have to do maths again. Yeah, fucking Dad, hell. Dad, if you make me do another year of maths <laughs> by dying, so help oh, me. I, mean, I was already angry with him. I'd be furious oh, if he'd involve me doing maths again. Jesus Christ. Um, so six weeks is nice. Did you? Um, it was lush. Did you talk about it at school, or did it you just kind of like? Did anyone know particularly? Everyone knows everything at school. Yeah. Everyone figures shit out. Yeah, yeah. Because well, you've been gone for six weeks as well. Yeah. Right? Everyone's yeah. like, "What were you doing?" I was like, "Well, playing Xbox. Got really good at <laughs> Sega GT 2002." But um, I was lucky because there was another kid at school who'd whose dad had died, and so it was like I, I think someone had just said, "Oh, you know." You know his dad's dead. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And that was the, um, like, before my dad died, yeah, that yeah. was the amount yeah. I cared about that. Yeah, well, it doesn't mean anything, does it? Doesn't no, mean it's anything. nothing. Because I, I had a girl in my year, my brilliant friend Hannah, I'm still friends with, and her dad had died when she was eight. Ooh. And I definitely knew that before my dad died. Yeah. But it was like, all right, that's a fact. Yeah. There you go. And that's then when it. my dad died, she was like, hey. And I was hey, like, oh, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> we now understand each other. But yeah, you're right. It's hard as a kid to because it's like you said. It's like someone saying, "Oh, we live in a, a bungalow," or "We have a swimming pool." You're just like, "All right, okay, that's what they have." Yeah. Okay. So knowing knowing how little I cared about his dead dad <laughs> <laughs> made me feel great because I was like, "Well, I went back and I was like." I, there, there was no part of me that was like, "Oh God, everyone's going to be asking me about my dead dad." I was like. If everyone cares as little as I cared about that other kid's dad, I'll be fine. Who cares? Whatever. And school is like that because as soon as as you've made a joke at break time or whatever, you're back. No one's like, where were you for six weeks? Yeah, no, it doesn't really mean anything. They're just like, oh, he's... Yeah, because nobody cares. Because you're 15 and all you care about is like, you know, how many armpit hairs you've got. (laughs) You're counting them every night. You're like, well, is this too many? Is this not enough? I don't know. And like you, I think the lack of, the, the pathological lack of caring for other people that comes from being a 15-year-old human being yeah. actually played to my advantage. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting that you, I think that's kind of um, very wise at 15 to be like, I know how to kind of play this system. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's kind of interesting. Well, I had had six weeks to think about it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to think. Like, mine was obviously different circumstances, but 
Yeah, I think I think I was glad no one really cared, but I don't think I really realised that it was more like because they were self. I just thought everyone was very self involved. Yeah, but they um, were. I didn't think that was because they were teenagers. I thought they were bad people. <laughs> did, but did you want them to? Did you want them to care? No, I didn't actually. I I had a real duel. Like I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so, you sort of wanted people to like give a shit sometimes, yeah. but then when they didn't, you're like, Phew, thank God, thank God. I thought they were gonna yeah. ask me something. Or like, te- you know, if like a teacher got a bit like, is everything all right? And you'd be like, Oh my God, please don't sense it. Don't, it's not all right. Don't, don't sense please. it. Don't yeah, don't. And then I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. And they'd go, okay. And I think, oh, yes. 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 Scammed again. Yeah, yeah. Which Fuck I feel, you, geography teacher. Exactly. Which I feel so sad now because I can see that they were sort of trying trying to, to talk and, and hoping I would talk to them. And I was like, I'm not going to talk to you. You have to talk to me. If you're not going to talk to me, I'm going to talk to you. So then they just let me leave. And I was like, okay, great. It's conversation over. Thank God. How many times did you... <laughs> so when did you go back... Back to school. So it's a bit too because I was like because I'm like youngest in my year. So we did my GCSEs and then it was the big summer break. Oh. And then I went back for A levels. Okay. So then we had this weird thing like it's sixth form. You know, some people leave, some people don't. Yeah. yeah. So then it was like everyone was kind of didn't really know what happened. Everyone turns up after that summer as a different person. Oh my anyway. god! Some people suddenly like dyed their hair, got yeah, fashionable, yeah, yeah. lost the weight. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly they're the cool person. You're like, what the fuck what happened the, to you? What the fuck happened this summer? <laughs> yeah. What was I doing? Yeah. Look at you. Look at you. You exactly. play tennis now. <laughs> it was. It was just like everyone turns up as a different person. Yeah. Because also because that's normally the the break when you don't have to wear a uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you suddenly discover that some people can really fucking dress. Yes. And you're like, holy shit, yeah. okay. And also, you discover who's rich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you're like, oh, oh, okay. Were you going to ask me how, you sound like you're going to ask me how often I played on it. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How often you played, because the first day back, oh, dead, you, dead card, yeah, yeah. You, have, you have a little meeting with your head of year, and they're like, if you're ever struggling, just know, you can walk out of the class, all of your teachers have been informed, you just go to the front desk and you tell them you're having a hard time. That's not what happened in my life, in my school. No? No, I fucking wish that happened, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, no one ever said, that was, I played it, definitely, because you do, but nobody... I think my head, my head of year was a very lovely lady and she might have said, you know, come to me, but I was never allowed to walk out of lessons, ever. Well, well, here's the thing. I would have walked out of every single fucking lesson if they'd said that. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, okay. I only did it once. Oh, really? Because you're given that powerful card oh. and you're like, I don't want them to retract it. So you're scared oh. to play it. That's, it's, that's good play, good mind games from the head of year. Yo, they fucking knew what they were doing. <laughs> they'd already had the dead dad kid. Yeah, yeah, they, they know what they're doing. Know, yeah. So they were like, walk out of class at any time. So obviously I didn't because I was like, well, oh, oh God. So I, d- I did it once. There, there was just one, you know, six weeks is ages. So I had, yeah. I'm not saying I processed the whole thing. No, it was a long time in 15-year-old land. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, when I came back, I was... Yeah, I got over the hub. <laughs> <laughs> over the worst of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Now. yeah, he's, yeah. he's definitely gone. So there was just one class. I I remember it was a geography class. And yeah, I was just like, uh, I don't even think I was thinking about death or thinking about my dad or anything like that. Mm. It was just... When it happens to you when you're that age, it just colours a lot of the already raw fucking hard-edged emotions you're feeling anyway. So I think I was just having one of those days that perhaps you have as a teenager where your head is full, you're thinking about everything at once, it's too much, and I couldn't... 
I could not be asked listen about Oxbow Lakes. <laughs> and I was I was it's at the, the only thing I remember. Every time. Yeah. It's either that or those fucking sand dune things, those oh, banks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those are good. But yeah, I was just like I just couldn't focus. Everything was going on. I was like, I, I just can't be here today. Early afternoon. I'd, I, you know, I'd survived the morning, done lunch. And I was like, <laughs> I fancy knocking off early. And I, I didn't, again, with the card, if you walk out of a class without saying anything, yeah, everyone's going to be like, what? what the fuck? So it, it makes you more yeah. of a target. It makes you more noticeable. And when, you know, when you're feeling like that, you just don't want to yeah, be noticed. Yeah, you want to be under the radar so badly, don't you? So, yeah, I just, uh, th- I think there'd been a couple of lessons before where I was like, maybe I want to leave, but actually I don't want the, I don't want to have to stand up. And again, to reiterate, to the microphone I am very tall so when I get up <laughs> you fucking know about it yeah yeah and so I was like I don't want to stand up in front of this class walk silently out of it and close the door behind me because I'd rather sit here and just not concentrate yeah yeah than make everyone see me and there was just one class where I was like nah and it, it was quite a tactical thing. I was like, so when I'd made the decision in my head, you know how you... Yeah, you, you prepped it, yeah. You toy with the idea and then you're like, <laughs> no, we're actually doing this. And then I was like, well, I was just suddenly like, okay, well, where's my coat? My coat is on the back oh, of my yeah, chair. Yeah, where's it. my bag? What's the most like smooth and elegant way <laughs> I can like, what one motion can I make with my arm to get the bag, yeah. stand up and then hook the coat as we go and we're out. <laughs> And it was like, because if I stand up and I'm faffing... Yeah, everyone's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you stood up? What are you yeah. doing? Oh, you dickhead, we'll <laughs> learn about lakes. That was not... Yeah, that's I not could not do that. So I was like, this has this has to go well. This has to be smooth. How did you feel when you walked out? I remember those sort of moments of just feeling, like you said, so overwhelmed with things. It, it made me feel instantly better, yeah. which is obviously like, okay, cool. We've made a good decision here. <laughs> because I... Well done, brain. Yeah, because my teacher was talking when I did it Mm. and yeah I got up and got out he didn't say anything to me because you know I think all my teachers have been brief like you know watch the nutter he's gonna go mad (laughs) he's gonna walk out so he he just kind of gave me a look it was quite an understanding look actually I remember locking eyes with him and it it wasn't a nod it wasn't an anything it wasn't question it was just like okay it was quite an accepting like all right you do what you have to do and then yeah I got out and then and then to go home, I'm a real stickler for rules and authority, oh, and it wow. makes me sick. But it goes against a lot of who I am as a person. But then also, I just respect authority. <laughs> oh and so, wow! And so, like, I could have—I'd already walked out the class. I could have just walked out the back of school and gone home. Yeah. But instead, I went to the front desk and was no, like, <laughs> just just to explain what I'm doing. <laughs> My dad's dead and I'm going home. And like, but Bless that you. was that was the awkward part because I was like, you know, got the coat, got the rucksack. Mate, you could have sailed out there. I could have just fucked Ferris off. Ferris Bueller style, just like, fuck you guys, see you later. But I respect the rules. Okay, so I I, went yeah, I don't like, respect rules at all, so I'd have been out nah, and gone. So I like signed out, but that was the awkward part because the receptionist obviously hadn't yeah, been briefed. Yeah. So, she, so what again, you're doing what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going home, it's fine. Mrs. Bell said it's okay for me to leave because my dad's dead. And she's like, oh, well, you've got to sign the form. I was like, I'll sign the form. Just 
the bus is coming. It's once every 25 minutes. Let me sign the form and go. And I think I had to wait in a little queue as well. You know, when, yeah, you know, yeah, when yeah. you're like, you know, when you're 15 and you feel a bit sick at school and you have to go and beg off at the reception. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm feeling a bit ill I and my mum's going to come and pick me up. So there's like a queue of about two people. Then I'm like, my turn. Yes, hello. Um... <laughs> I want to go home because I'm extremely <laughs> depressed about my dad being dead. I'm grieving. Do you have a form for that, please? I'm going to knock off the last two classes. One of them's drama anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to go home. You just stick around, guys. It's, honestly, it's fine. That's all it is. So, yeah, um, yeah, I remember doing that. And then I went home and, and did what I always did at that uh, age, which was compulsively play the same racing game that I... Like, I think when my dad died, I was like, well, fine, I'm going to play. It was Sega GT 2002. Yeah, why not? Whatever you got to do. You need to block soaps. I watch soaps. Yeah. I got obsessed with soaps. I've told this story before. Like, we already watched Neighbours oh. and Corrie. Yeah. Mom loves Corrie. Normal. Normal. But then I started watching Home Away, Neighbours, Hollyoaks, EastEnders, Corrie. Too much. Too much. And then I added in Emmerdale. Oh. So I would be in front of the telly from about five o'clock, basically. Yeah, yeah. And it was when my mum came in one time and she was like, are you watching Emmerdale? And I said, yeah. She was like, it's too much. Yeah. For her, that was the, that was the line. That's, that's a... <laughs> she, yeah. She's come like, on. you're not okay. Not Emmerdale. Not Emmerdale. And because we'd never watched Emmerdale. No. We'd done, like, Why home... would you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but like Home and Away, we'd watch. You'd watch every now and again, so you sort of knew. You knew who Alf and Pippa were. Home and Away was between the end of kids' TV and the start of Simpsons. Yes, that was the half hour yeah, slot. Yeah, yeah. So no one's judging you for that. No, exactly. But when you're going out your way to watch Emmerdale, at, also at tea time. Yeah, yeah. That's when you're having your waffles and beans. Yeah, yeah. Emmerdale. Oh, we had waffles and beans early. Oh, you were yeah. a, you were one of those families. Oh, but don't judge because I can. Now you're thinking. I'm talking. Waffles and beans on a tray so that yeah. my mum can watch Neighbours at the same time. <laughs> that's, that's too early to have your dinner. <clears throat> oh, do you think? What, if you're you having some... your dinner to Neighbours, that's too fucking early. Oh, we'd always have dinner at Neighbours, yeah. That's Fresh prints at a push. That's fucked up. <laughs> Would you F- wait till first, seven? Firstly, there's an hour between those two slots. Neighbours was either no. 5.30 or 5.45 and yeah. then Fresh Prince was 6.30 after the Simpsons. Oh, uh, yeah. You're right. Maybe maybe it depends on what... I'll have to talk to my mum. This is a difficult subject. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're, we're getting real here. We're getting real. <laughs> 5.30 is too yeah. early to have your tea. Yeah, no, we'll have tea about 5.30. That's no. my mum. She likes tea early. Because well, then she says you can have your bath and go to bed. You're dumb. Well, why Why do you want to rush through the day? You know what? Really tired likes, of this. Yeah, she's sleepy. Sleepy. Tired, tired lady. <laughs> Tired I woman. guess maybe her husband had died. <laughs> she was oh, just like that again. That yeah, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah, okay. maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe we had it early beforehand. Did you and your mum? Did you talk about it? Was it like present in your life, or was it one of those things that didn't come up so much because he wasn't living there anyway? I guess so. Um, no, never, never spoke about it. No, and that's actually when I was listening, when I was doing my homework and listening. <laughs> I, I, you've mentioned a few times, like you're a talker yeah <laughs> and right. I was like that's what made me kind of realise that actually I am not but you're a writer yeah exactly you're a writer just write it down yeah but no we never um, I think one Christmas I think maybe the first Christmas because he died in January oh wow so by the Christmas it was like and also his birthday was in February so the oh, first birthday so you kind of did all the big marks yeah you were like oh yeah. well don't have to buy anything cool <laughs> And then Christmas, the first Christmas, it was a bit like, oh, this is weird, isn't it? Yeah. Because we, you know, we're we're a small family. 
there are about seven of us. So we're not a big yeah, yeah. unit anyway. So once you lose one, that's like a big percentage of your yeah, family. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. So the first Christmas, it was definitely like, as well, because Christmas is a, a something I take very seriously. Oh, do you? And is... Um, built on routines and what did we do last year well that was nice let's do it again yeah, yeah, yeah. and then christmas is the same every fucking year and so because it wasn't that was like oh yeah okay let's have a chat about that <laughs> and it was like uh, yeah i think i remember us us having a, a conversation then but um no we didn't talk about it did you did anyone like send you to counseling or anything like that no. or yeah I remember once my, I, I think uh, it was another one of those, like I, I came downstairs because mum was on the phone very late and she was crying on the phone and I think she'd called like a, like a, a sort of grief counselling mm. hotline or hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, grief. <laughs> uh, she'd called something like that. And I, I remember feeling quite, she was like, you know, she she was crying, but also she offered the phone. She was like, you know, would you like to talk to them? I was like, no. I was 15. I hated talking yeah, on the phone. I was like, yeah. what, talk to a stranger? Absolutely no way. On the phone? Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. <laughs> like, that was the worst. My mum was a big phone woman. She yeah. loved to have long chats on the phone. And her, her and my cousins would, all, like, they would talk fucking forever. And at the end of every one, she'd be like, she'd call me down like, Joe! Again, Joe, phone! And then I'd have to just do a tight five, just like, yeah, okay, yep, uh, yeah, no, yep, school, uh, gonna give you back to mum. And so I hated talking on the phone. Yeah, yeah. That was an idea of hell for me. So yeah, she offered me the phone, crying. I was like, no, no. And then, I, but I remember feeling it was years until I, I had that memory again, and I was like. I didn't recognise that she was feeling it. Mm. I didn't realise that that was her going through it. Essentially, we we both left each other alone to deal with it ourselves, mm. which made sense because we were both very different people, and so we wouldn't have grieved the same way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she she called a hotline and and that helped and cool. And I'm sure she talked to my sister and the family about it. But we didn't talk to one another about it because. Yeah. Um, but it's so individual. It's yeah. so individual, and I think, I think that makes perfect sense. Like my, my family are talk, all talkers. Yeah, your chat. <laughs> we, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> Phone calls are just unbelievable. Just it's endless shit. Yeah, just endless. And like, I remember that. There's a particular. I think there's a particular memory that people won't have anymore. But like, you're right. Of like a mum on a landline. Yeah. Like my mum in the eighties on that landline. All the time. Oh, Sheila's on the phone. I'm just going to speak to you, know, my uncle Alan, and talking because Jenny's hurt foot. And you just get Constant. hours. But yeah, we 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 are talking. So we did talk about it a lot. But um, but I don't. I don't think it's weird to not talk about it. I think especially if you're, you know, we talked before he died. Do you know what I mean? Like, so that was yeah. our base. Our base yeah. was like family meetings every Sunday. Yeah, like yeah. everyone talking, talking, talking. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. not doing as much listening as they should do. A lot of talking. So it was always going to be like that. And if that's your base beforehand, like that's, I think sometimes 
death doesn't, like you said, death doesn't clear up the table. No. Like, stuff stays there. Yeah. And just because one person's gone doesn't mean suddenly you're going to become different people. And yeah. And you weren't, if that was your relationship before. So, Yeah, um, I was never a communicator before, so I yeah. wasn't going to become one at a <laughs> Yeah, stroke. exactly. It doesn't, like, yeah, it, that's not how the world yeah. works. Well, like, Dad's died and I've learned how to, how to fucking talk <laughs> yeah, now. Let's, let's do go. this. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. so, how, so your, when your mum died, you were 25? Yes. So had you left home by then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what did she die of? That was uh, a, a, a brief dance with cancer. Oh, okay. Brief little jig. Um, it didn't take long. What it, cancer was it? Liver. So oh, both liver, both yeah. liver ones. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was just like January, cancer, June, dad. Just oh, boom. Oh, fuck. Boom, yeah, boom. Yeah. So again, it, it was it was like that one was slightly more telegraphed, mm. but it was still. And again, it was. I remember the phone call. <laughs> I was hungover, <laughs> and I woke up at six a.m., which was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like woke up with a. It it was a proper hungover pose, and it was a proper twenty-five-year-old single male in London, where I had. Uh, I feel like everyone in their twenties has collapsed an IKEA bed, <laughs> and then just taken the middle bit out and just, just slept. Slept on it. It's fine. It actually, it's all right. It's all right. It's you, all right. When you're 25, you can yeah, sleep yeah. on anything. Yeah. I made when I turned 30. I I made one resolution, which is I'm never sleeping on a sofa again. Oh no! And that was it. I was yeah. like, I'm 30 now. <laughs> Grow up. Yeah. But when you're 25, you can sleep on fucking anything. Yeah. And 
I was asleep on a mattress within a bed frame. I was face down, like, dribbling on a mashed up pillow, proper, <laughs> like, hungover pose. And then I, I woke up quite abruptly at six. I was like, well, that's weird. Mm. And then I looked at my phone first thing, as I do every single fucking day of my life. And then I had, like, two missed calls from my sister. So I was like, oh, I know what mm. this one is. And then I called her back. Um... And she was like, uh, I can't remember the exact sentence, but I remember she called me mate. <laughs> so she was like, yeah, your mum's dead, mate. But not that. It wasn't yeah, what she... Yeah, but, yeah. but I was... That was the thing that my brain caught. Not the information that she was dead. Yeah. I was like, why did she just call me mate? <laughs> That's the second time we've had, like, Marco Sullivan, who does Lee and Dean, his sister had to ring him and she said, mum isn't alive anymore. <laughs> and he said that that's what got him, was like, What? what? Why would you Why say, would it you like say that? that? And obviously it's that brother-sister thing. Your first thing is an annoyance. You're like, what's wrong with Why you? Why would you do that? <laughs> so she's dead. Yeah. But it's obviously trying to, yeah. you know, you don't have, you're, oh, you can feel for the sister being she's, like, uh, how do I, yeah. I've never had to say this before. All right, cheers, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like, Your mum's dead, mate. <laughs> All right, mate. See you later. All right, thank you. I, I remember the first thing I, what I said to her was, how can I help you? Which isn't, which sounds bizarre but no, I it, get it. it was like we'd done this before yeah, yeah. and actually because my sister's older she's 14 years older and, and technically if we're going to get it out she's my half sister we have different mums and so when I was five she just started uni wow, and when I yeah. was eight she just moved to London yeah so we weren't close growing up because I saw her once a year yeah yeah so I'd see her either on a birthday or at Christmas or whatever so when dad died we were we were that made us a bit closer mm. with every class yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like yeah. that that's so when she she called I was like all right mate your mum's dead mate I was like okay we go again yeah we've done this before and and it it was like the similarities were they were different things they mm. were different griefs is that griefs yeah yeah that works that Why works not? yeah they were different griefs and the similarities were so weird so what one thing that happened was we called the same like funeral place. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a small town. There's only about three places They give you good service? Listen, they did a good job last time. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back. Maybe we'll get a fucking stamp card. (laughs) (laughs) Third one's on us. (laughs) And um, the guy came over. I've written about it in the book a few few times, but my mum had a very erratic taste in interior decor. Oh, yeah, I think that was amazing, that bit about your mum's house. Yeah, she had a... We had the kitchen was pink and we had to paint it white because nobody wants to buy a house with a pink kitchen. That's just <laughs> a very simple fact. It's a very odd choice of interiors. I think she was ruined by changing rooms. And <laughs> I blame Lawrence Ryan Bowen still. So, we, you know, the house we had growing up was weird. It was weird. And our front room was like terracotta orange with an eye level thin gold line painted right around the room. <laughs> that and I just you're right it is that real changing rooms when everyone started doing shit to their house but yeah. not always knowing what they should nah, be doing nah. stenciling and that like yeah the line round yeah. to mimic the kind of dado rails yeah, like, yeah yeah but in houses that wouldn't have ever had them anyway nah. <laughs> we also we had curtains she was a very good seamstress my mother she was very good at like 
making fabric things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lost my words. Working uh, you, with textiles. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> she was very good with a sewing machine. And so, you know, she like made all the curtains in our house and our front room in the summer had like linen curtains, but she'd she went down the road because we had like a, a our our Rhodes first Indian family moved in a couple of years <laughs> before and she went to go and like speak to the mum and ask her to like write things in I want to say Sanskrit, but I'm not quite Could sure. Be Hindi or Urdu or yeah, Sanskrit, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not a language or even alphabet we were familiar with. And then she like hand painted like those on the curtains. <laughs> wow! And then in a bright orange room with a gold line. <laughs> so it was mayhem in there. It was. It was bold. It was bold. It's bold, yeah. <laughs> so when the funeral guy came in, he sat down. He he sort of you know he got his folder out. And then he looked around, he was like, I know this room. <laughs> because that's the kind of room it was. You were like, yeah, if you've been in this one. <laughs> it's not going to leave you. That's not going to leave you. And then he was like, have I done this before? And we were like, yeah, you did that. Yeah. He's like, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh, I remember. And it's line. still orange. Yes, yep. it is. Yep. Not for long, but yes, it is. <laughs> and so that was that was like that was pro- that was the moment where it properly like me and my sister looked at each other like, yeah, we're doing this again. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was annoying because oh God, yes. because when I was fifteen, I got to duck out of everything. Oh yeah, you don't really have to deal with all that big nah. I remember conversations like that were happening because my dad had a business that had to be dealt with. I remember like conversations and not understanding them at all. Yeah. But yeah, you don't you don't have to go through any files and deal with shit. You don't have yeah. to do shit. Yeah. 6 weeks off, Sega GT, <laughs> nobody bothers you. Yeah. And they do all the shit. But then when I was 25, I was like, "All right, I'll I'll help this time." Yeah. And grief, immediate grief is bad obviously what's worse is the fact that you are suddenly given the world's most boring admin <laughs> job and it's tedious it's so and tedious, relentless yeah. and it's such you have to sort out so much shit mm. and then that's the thing you forget and it you're like oh okay mum's dead i'm gonna have to make like eight serious phone calls today yeah, because yeah. I gotta we've gotta call the funeral home and we've gotta make sure that the people who have the body now are still the people we wanna bury them with. Because mm. if you choose a different one then I think you Oh yeah you know, they have the body to, over yeah, yeah they have yeah, to put yeah. it in a jiffy bag and <laughs> DPD it over. <laughs> you know what DPD are like as well. Exactly. They, they just <laughs> well they throw it over the fence. We couldn't deliver it, we threw it over the fence. It's with your neighbour. <laughs> Hi, can we get mum? Yeah, and so like that—that that was part of it as well. So we had to call that. We had to—we had to figure out what we had to do, and also because we didn't live in the town, and we—we we both had to get the train up, and it was like feeling our way around again. Because yeah. I'd moved out—I'd moved out about five years before, well, four years before, and um, I—I re- I remember the first day, I went for a pint, and I saw an old friend who was like the bartender where I'd 
I'd gone to a really random pub that I'd chosen because I knew no one I knew would be there. Yeah, yeah. Like one in the middle of town. And he was like, oh, why are you back? <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, mum's dead. He was like, <laughs> and he pulled the pipe. He was like, you're serious, aren't you? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, I'd forgotten what you're like. Yes. <laughs> yes, you're, yeah, okay. Okay. It was like feeling your way around the town again. Yeah, But yeah. also navigating the admin job. And then underneath all those layers of coats, you're like, oh, by the way, you're sad. Yeah, yeah, that's that's such a good way of putting it because it is almost, by the way, mm. like you're dealing with all this other stuff and it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, that is happening. You're yeah. Like, oh, yeah, fucking hell, that's why this is even harder. Yeah. Anyway, did you have to, um, oh, obviously you did, did you sort the funeral? Did you speak at the funeral? No, no, not my vibe. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just... It, it would it would have been weird and horrible. <laughs> at least you're aware. That's the main yeah, thing. Some yeah. people get up anyway. Yeah. I've been to those funerals. You're like, you, sh- mate. Come on. Come on. Not I, your vibe. Not your skill. That's fine. It's okay if you're not a public speaker. But yeah. but also, like my fa- my favorite go to joke because obviously I was so irritated afterwards. Mm. I was just trying to make jokes out of everything, everything yeah. and everyone was sick of my shit but my go-to joke was just saying in a very soft voice like it's what she would have wanted <laughs> so about everything like i'd be choosing what i like we're at a restaurant and i'd be choosing my dinner and then i'd be like it's what she would have wanted <laughs> i'm gonna have steak and chips and so I was a really it's a good joke it's a cracking joke but I imagine if I was your sister I'd be like alright mate alright you have a funny one are you yeah yeah and then um, yeah so no <laughs> um, because very truly she would have hated that oh. and I, I <clears throat> it's not what she would have wanted no <laughs> yeah. no not at all I knew I knew my mother and I knew that she would not have wanted that but we actually had we, we so we're not a religious family and she'd she hadn't left full funeral plans or full like she hadn't signed her will which was such an arsehole we got it written out and she didn't fucking sign it oh no she, we, she just needed to sign it she just looked at it and went nah, I'll, I'll never die like stupid oh, so no. we had to do probate and stuff like that which was so annoying because we fucking had it oh, and God, my sister so was annoying. fuming because she she was um it was basically like she'd sorted it as part of my mom had a very small amount of mortgage left yeah. and my sister's husband had had enough savings to cover it and so he basically paid her mortgage off so she could retire a little bit earlier yeah. and, then, and then pay it back to him at like a lower interest rate it was like six grand it was yeah, like yeah. but to do that to she had to get the will so that was a tedious part of sorting that out that yeah. they did and so when she found this unsigned <clears throat> oh my god she was like that that motherfucker how like she was fuming because obviously of course and you want to go back to that person and be like I told you to sign it one signature mom that's <laughs> exactly. all you had to do you still they can still be annoying when they're dead yeah that's that's be, it that's yeah. how they get you back yeah so that was like we were all just oh for fuck's sake because we knew we had to go through probate and it meant extra forms and extra admin and it was so annoying to be holding the piece yeah. of paper that could have sorted a l- smoothed a lot of edges over I feel annoyed for you because so many people don't even have the will and you're like well you never even had the conversation so don't think about it but don't when you're worry like, about you it. Had it you, you had, had it. it you had it written in legalese which we paid to do you just had to sign it so um, so so she hadn't left full 
funeral plans, but, you know, she'd always made it clear that she wanted to be cremated and she wanted, like, a humanist service. Mm. So, yeah, we had the weird experience of a humanist guy coming from a couple of towns over and, yeah, he, he sat in our front room and we had to tell him everything about our mum. And it was weird. And it was weird as well what I was learning. Yeah. Because he was, they ask questions that you can't necessarily always answer. So it was like, well, where was your mum born? I was like, good one. Uh, <laughs> good ooh, question. Good start. Yeah. Ooh, don't know. And, and my, you know, my sister knew things and I knew things. And, and it was quite interesting, I suppose, to have the other sibling fill in the gaps. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, you knew that. I didn't know that. And then, Especially she's 14 years older as well, so it must be completely different experiences of yeah, those parents. And, yeah, yeah. She, she'd basically always known my mum when, essentially as an adult. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't. Like, yeah, I yeah. So, yeah, your mum never really sits you down and goes like, well, I was born uh, in a small village <laughs> two towns away from where I grew up. Actually, just... Um, quirk of fate and then we moved there and then I grew up there and then we it's like it just doesn't yeah yeah so yeah it it was quite weird to that's a very strange experience when you're going through the great huge grinding gears of grief and also the smaller more immediate tedium of administration and then a man comes to your house (laughs) and asks your mum's life story via a questionnaire yeah <laughs> so, via a design questionnaire yeah. obviously because then they have to talk about them yeah they're like tapping it with what else have we got <laughs> here need a little bit more on the top maybe yeah. like a bit more where she started from is that can we get yeah, that yeah yeah can we can we have an arc <laughs> where's the jeopardy yeah I feel like we need a bit more where we worry about her just in the middle maybe it's yeah. fine you know a little wobble and then yeah. oh, pulls pulls it through and you've written about like I, I think it was serialized. Well, it was a what's the word I'm looking for? Extracted. Not clip. Oh, thank you. A clip. There was a clip in the Guardian it was a clip. Clippy. as um, of the essay being an orphan, which I thought was really brilliant, 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 brilliant. Thank you. Um, about like trying to dispose of the ashes and stuff because yeah. like that's a, another thing we haven't really talked about much in this show actually, but like <laughs> they just give them to you in a tub and how awkward it is. I to deal with the tub. really wish they didn't do that because yeah. every time we've got the tub and it is literally like... It's like an does, ice cream tub it's in the 80s, isn't it? Does yeah. your mum do that? You get a two-litre vanilla ice cream tub <laughs> and then the she tub. reuses it oh, to go yeah. in the freezer. That's useful. And you're like, oh shit, ice cream. And they oh, it's <laughs> bolognese again. <laughs> Fooled again. <laughs> and then, so it's literally like a, as close to that kind of tub and you're like, okay, weirdly heavy. And that's my mum. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, again, we didn't we didn't really know what she wanted. So, like, with the music, we didn't know what she wanted for the yeah, funeral. Yeah. So we're like going through CDs and like, what did she like? Because she wasn't really a, a, a very active music listener. Yeah. Neither am I. It's just we did we didn't really have music in the house. So it would be so rare that she would sit and put a CD on and listen yeah, to yeah. it. So there was no. We she had like fucking three CDs. <laughs> it was like, did she like this? Did, did they she come get free it free with, with yeah, a newspaper? Yeah, that's what I, some of my mums are free with a newspaper. That's mums love those. They love them. They, they love, love that shit. Landlines and free <laughs> CDs in a cardboard sleeve. Oh, love that shit. Dream. So we were like trying to figure out what she'd picked up from the Times and what she actually liked, and having that conversation and. 
She liked the sea. She she loved a paddle. She was scared of flying, which is like a, a late onset fear. She used to travel a lot as a young woman, and then she stopped. So you know, we always had British holidays, and she loved the British seaside, and she loved. Whitby and Scarborough and Filey and stuff like that. So we went up to Filey, which is where we'd had a lot of good sort of childhood holidays. And we got the gang back together. We we had to make all the phone calls to make sure our family could make a specific Saturday. And we walked out onto a sort of grey, windy beach with a two and a half pounds of ground up <laughs> mum in an ice cream tub. And then we went, well, what the fuck now? Yeah. Because we didn't know. We, we were like, well, what, dump it in the sea? <laughs> so I remember my cousin <laughs> just digging a hole. <laughs> well, you didn't know what to do, no, did but, you? But, but because we hadn't planned it, didn't have a spade or anything. Oh, so just God. sort of like... Like start, a dog. Yeah, started off with like the hands like, and then just... Be like this is this is degrading, yeah, yeah. and then like I think I think like a, 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 my cousin's kid, like turned up with, like with a, a bucket and spade. So we actually sort of dug a little groove out, and then we're like, all right, well, all right, everyone do a bit, and we sort of all dabbed it in the hole, bit of sand over it, and then we kind of looked at this sort of smudge on the beach, and we're like, that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> so we all started making a sandcastle over it. Oh. It was, but it was also weird. It was just no no one knew what they were doing. We were all making it up as we yeah, went along. Yeah, but this is the thing I think it's really interesting because so many, oh, maybe this is unfair, but I think it's probably true that so many people now aren't particularly religious. Yeah. So in olden times, we would have just done a religious ritual. We yeah. wouldn't have to think about it. But oh. now we live in this you know, enlightened world where you might be like, oh, well, I understand what religion is, but I don't have to follow it. Yeah. So then the rituals become like, what do we? Well, what the fuck what do we do? Because a hundred years ago, say, someone would have said, "Put it in there, yeah, say this prayer, that, go home." Say that, yank yeah. it off. The one good thing you can say about religion is they fucking know what to do with a dead body. <sighs> they really do. They, they really got they that come into their own. Down. And I do think, like of all, you know, we've talked about all the religions so many times, but like, if you're not religious, no. it's a bit, that's when it can be a bit of a shitter that's, because the that. religious is like we got you even if you haven't been to church yeah. or synagogue or you know the mosque for 20 years we come got here you that we got, come yeah. here that we know what we're doing we know we got the prayer we got the ceremony we got the space out back in the graveyard yeah. that's ours <laughs> that's ours for you don't this have reason. to go to a beach you don't have to we dig. got the space we got the space give us your corpse we got the people with the spades we know <laughs> what we're fucking doing and then you're yeah. just on a beach in Filey going oh, I wish I loved God because <laughs> <laughs> it would make it easier it really would but yeah you wrote about it really beautifully and very funnily about the awkwardness of uh, disposing with with ashes and things like that what did you do with your dad's ashes <laughs> he liked golf Oh, yes. Yeah, I read this. Sorry. And he was from Wolverhampton. So we, we drove down to Wolverhampton, where he was from, and found the the first golf course he ever fell in love with. Right, OK. But no one told the golf course. <laughs> so we had to sneak up the back. And, like, literally two carloads of family had to sneak down, like, a back lane. And we had to, we had to like, go through sort of... Uh, 
we had to find a gap in a bush. And then it, it was like a, a a sort of scrabble downhill, like covered in weeds and stuff, no perches. Yeah, yeah. No, you know when you you look at a hill and you're like, no one's walked on that in like 15 years yeah, because for, there's no path. There's for no a reason, nothing, yeah. For a fucking reason. It's steep. So you're, you're going up it like, you don't have to walk sideways. <laughs> Doing that with like oh, yeah, fucking yeah. ice cream top of that, and then we're, we're on the back, and it was like, I think it was this, not the first birthday without him, but like the second one, because obviously the first one it was just too immediate, yeah. but like the second one. So yeah, it was February. It was grey. It was raining. It was windy. There were no leaves on the trees. Oh, God. As I said, we're just among all these sort of thin trees on the back of a golf course, like with wet mulchy like brown crunchy leaves beneath us <laughs> sneaking like all ducked down <laughs> like half cowed because either we were getting a bit of tree was like catching us <laughs> or whipping us or we were trying not to alert a golf course who yeah. would be like stop, stop <laughs> pick <doing>. that up <laughs> so uh, so we're all just in a little scrubby bit of woodland and then again, we were just like, well, <laughs> we've done it. We've snuck on. What now? What now? And we yeah. just like, someone just bust the tub and just threw a bit on the floor. I was like, well, all right, everyone do this. And we just passed it around. I remember my my sister's mom, so uh, who was still technically my dad's widow, which was another fun one, oh, another fun bit wow. of admin because they never got divorced, even though, you know, he'd moved out and started a whole new life and had an entire son with another woman um but they just never went through yeah the actual rigmarole of getting divorced because they were fine they were in touch it was whatever no need and then when it actually came round, it was yeah. like really would have been helpful if you guys got a divorce <laughs> and if you married but like that so yeah but i i remember uh his widow <laughs> handing me the 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 tub and i was like okay dunk and it was like blowing around and we had to avoid it and like it wasn't like the Lebowski full like pelted face face full of ash but it it was like you know you sort of step away from something so you don't (laughs) get it on your legs and I was like yeah full arm stretch to dunk a bit of dad on a golf course we weren't allowed on (laughs) and that that again I was like he would have loved this (laughs) that's nice that's yeah. nice. Yeah. I think there's something really human about that. That, And I think that's if you haven't been through it, you can have this idea of what it should be. Whereas actually, most people I know who've had to spread the ashes, it's a bit weird. It's a bit awkward. Yeah. But it's, they might have, they probably would have enjoyed it and found it fun. Like, it's, yeah. you, you know, because we avoid like the, and I think that's what the book in that essay particularly readdresses, like the messiness of life. Yeah. Yeah. Spreading the ashes and stuff like that is. It's weird and awkward and but that's like when someone dies. It, it, it's not like you know angels don't appear and take them away. No. The music doesn't start no. and the credits don't roll. And that's why I fucking hate about most of life. I'm like, where's the fucking credits? <laughs> the credits were here now. This would be a good day, but I have to carry on. We gotta do this again tomorrow. <laughs> we'll do this again. 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 Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I think that's really. Yeah, it's very. It's a truth to that, which is is really nice. It's really nice to hear. So. How how many years are you? If you don't mind showing your age, how many years are you in now? To so so I'm thirty one. Oh, okay. So yeah, six six years of orphan life. Yeah. And I say that reluctantly because people sometimes get mad at me online. Oh why? For calling myself an orphan. But surely you are an orphan. I think <laughs> so. <laughs> That's yes. a bit. 
guys online, just everybody chill. Why is that bad? Because I didn't lose them when I was a kid. Oh, is that what orphan means? No, but some orphans get mad about it. Yeah, six years without. And again, that now it's just it's just sort of part of who I am. Mm. But for a while, it wasn't. Like, for a while, I was... I think... I think I didn't realise that I wasn't coping very well. Mm. And That's I th- pretty common. I thought I was doing... I thought I was smashing it. <laughs> I thought I was like, I am so fucking good at having a dead mum. I am crushing this. And then one day, about two years later, I realised that I hadn't really... <laughs> hadn't smashed it. I hadn't smashed it and I hadn't confronted it. Mm. I just sort of let it wash over me. And also, a lot of that is to do with in the immediate aftermath, when you should be grieving, you have this admin job to do. And so you delay it. And then when you get back, you know, get back to your real life. So when I I left Chesterfield and came back to London, I was like, okay, well, it it was sort of compartmentalised. So I was like, I don't want to bring that down here. I don't want to talk to all my cool trendy London mates about that mm. I just want get rid and a- actually my sister called me and was like hey hey mate <laughs> dead mum come come to Chesterfield and I was like okay and so I went and I just sort of boomed out of town I didn't tell anyone mm. actually there's, there's two stories about the first day I'll hit you with both but the, the first one is I just left I put like I did a really disorientated backpack <laughs> because yeah. I was like I just wanted to take carry on yeah. I didn't want any luggage or anything like that so I was like oh, and I just it was so erratic I ended up taking like three pairs of trousers a mad amount of trousers yeah. <laughs> just a, a psych a psychotic backpack so and, you know I unpacked it at the event I'm like is this it <laughs> this is what I packed trousers it's all trousers in here <laughs> And like literally, I I had to go to H and M and get a pack of the same underwear that I had in London because I packed like one pair. I just wasn't. I was just well, you're like, you're not well, thinking. You're not thinking. Yeah, I was just very just because I like to think myself a very a very organised packer normally. Yeah. So I was very. I felt let down by myself. <laughs> I was disappointed. So I, I packed this bag and I go, and then uh, I stayed up in Chesterfield for about uh, ten days to two weeks while you know we waited for a slot to open up at the uh crematorium yeah yeah. like you gotta book yourself in it's yeah like it takes GP. sometimes it's busy yeah they go, well yeah uh, yeah exactly january oh forget about it <laughs> so um i was up there and then i my girlfriend at the time was in london and i had to send her to my house to get my suit to, oh, to wear yeah. and so she turns up at my house and her house it's like oh yeah come in of course. Where's Joel? <laughs> and she was like, I'm picking up his suit. His mum died. He was like, what? Because I hadn't told him. I'd f- oh completely forgotten. And because we were 25-year-old yeah. dickhead men in yeah. a house share, we weren't communicating like that. It was like, if someone's not about, it's probably because they've just started shagging someone new yeah. or like they're on a three-day rager or what it's not the kind of whatsapp communication it was just yeah none of that shit it was like if you if you come home and someone's in the kitchen like oh oh what's up i haven't seen you for a while and they've got like a haunted look and they're like (laughs) i went to voxel i don't want to talk about it so yeah so she went and got the suit and he was like oh my god okay and he did the nicest thing for me 
which was truly, I think people forget to be nice to you sometimes mm. when it happens yeah. because they get it out of their system by giving you like the long sincere text message yeah. or the like anything I can do. Yeah. And they are like, okay, I've I've ticked that off my to-do I've list. I've done it. I've told them. I've told them. I'm a good them, person. Yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm a good person. And then you are burdened with all this crap, all this probate, all that shit. And then when people have done the, hey, you know, I just want you to know I'm thinking of you and whatever I can do to help, people kind of forget to just be nice to you. Yeah, yeah, just give someone a break. Just, it's weird. And what he did, I came home and, you know, obviously my, my bed was a mattress within a bed frame. I, I'm not a tidy person. Mm. I packed a load of trousers. My bedroom was a mess and he tidied it. Oh, I want to cry. It That's was, so nice. It was truly one of the nicest things yeah. anyone's ever done to me. It's so small as well. It's like when people yeah. go, oh, I didn't know how to help. You're like, just the smallest, smallest thing can just make... Because you said you're so overwhelmed by life. Yeah. So someone taking away a life min thing you yeah. have to do is like, oh, thank it, it, you. It was truly like, you know, I came back on a Sunday. I knew I was going to be going back to work the next day. I knew, you know, when you spend a Sunday on a train and you know that you have to get the bus at the other end and yeah. then you actually, you're only going to be home for about eight hours and you have to do a load of laundry and you have to put it out to dry overnight and you know you're going to have to go to work tomorrow. You have to wake up, set the alarm again. And then just to come and, and knowing that you were, yeah. I was like, I'm used to coming home to mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how I live my life and it's chaotically. And to come back and just be like, fucking boom. It was it was so nice. That's such a nice it's such a nice reminder that you don't have to do a lot. Yeah. Like sometimes people are like, oh well, what can I what can I possibly do? It's like as if they're like, I can't bring them back. And you're like, yeah, no yeah, one can. No, tidy no my one, bedroom. Yeah, no one's asking you to like raise someone from the dead. Yeah, don't raise, if anything, they'll come back weird. Like, yeah, don't yeah, do dark don't magic. Do tidy my bedroom. Who for all? Tidy my bedroom or just sit yeah, at small things, get shopping yeah, or just like yeah. make sure I, you don't have to think about someone be like, I've already done that. Like, yeah, yeah it's amazing. Yeah, like one of the things I, I touched upon in the, the essay is I, I was living for 10 days in a house where the great irony is the fridge died on the same day she did so the fridge didn't work so we couldn't really have milk we had like a little sort of cool box that you get from M&S and we had like one pint of milk in there to make tea with and so I was living like the kind of wild weird like you know when you're in another city in a hotel and yeah. you don't really know where the shops are and, and for some reason you always get caught out by Sunday trading laws yeah, when God, you're in another yes, city yes. and you, you're like well I'm hungry it's 5pm on a Sunday and you go out and it's like a deserted yeah. wasteland because you're from London you do because not understand you, yeah. London is 24 hours so I was living the kind of life where whatever I was eating was like pub grub whatever I could get from spa like I, di I wasn't planning ahead I wasn't planning meals I, I wasn't eating vegetables because I was like well no parents can remind <laughs> me to do that <laughs> <laughs> school's out and um I, yeah I was just living like just eating a lot of like fucking dairyly lunchables oh, like yeah just sort of weird again being a 25 year old man without his shit together mm. the kind of food that you feed yourself with yeah, because yeah, you're yeah. like well you know what I'll have for dinner three pepperamis <laughs> <laughs> so I was living like that and I, I was saying like what one of the things that would have been that my body and soul was craving 
is like a cooked meal yeah. from someone's house. And it would have been like, you talk about what you can do for people. What would have been amazing if if someone said, come over, I'll make you dinner. Yeah. Like, that's all it needs to be. So, yeah, tidying my room was just like, it, it was like filling my lungs with air. It was a beautiful thing. Um, because, yeah, it was just nice to have someone be nice to me. Yeah, I think you're really right. It's the small things and to carry on being nice because what you went through is big. Yeah. It's big. It's huge. And I think sometimes as well when people are in their 20s, I think it's the same. When they were a kid, we're like, we're super nice. And yeah. when they're teenagers, we're like, we're nice. And then when they were 20s, you're like, yeah, you're an adult. Mm. And it's like, you said, you the person you're describing, like I think a lot of us... I'm sure a lot of people listening will relate to like, you're just still a kid at 25. You can still yeah. be a kid. You're just taller. Yeah. You're <laughs> just a hairy child. You're just a hairy child. <laughs> and those small, small acts of kindness. Yeah. Well, Joel, thank you so much for talking to me no, about your experience. You. The book you. is so good. You are, well, you are a very good talker, as you just proved, but you're a brilliant writer. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. And I think the essay about being an orphan look guys don't give them any shit okay it's a really be- maybe read the essay at least yeah. hey orphans hey orphans listen up essay. orphans I'm sick of your shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> read the essay first and then if you're still cross yeah alright but don't tweet him fair play fair play if you're still mad about it but you don't you know what you don't have to tweet people you can just tell your friend yeah just be like hey look what this guy did it annoyed me he said he's an orphan and, and then your friend will tell you that he is yes. they'll be like yeah stop being a mad orphan <laughs> and obviously love to all orphans out there Um, thank you so much for talking to me about Tony and Hazel no thank you thank you you can follow Joel on Twitter at Joel Golby J-O-E-L G-O-L-B-Y and his book brilliant 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 is brilliant and is out now and I cannot recommend it enough really do give it a read it is about grief but it's about all sorts of things it's quite nice because some of the chapters are, are more lighthearted. if you want a break from all that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Griefcast, and the show was edited by Kate Holland with thanks to Whistledown Studios and the music was provided by the Glow Ensemble thank you so much for listening and remember you are not alone Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.